0: Praise you, Lord Jesus. We're so grateful this morning to remember and to celebrate your coming among us. You're taking on flesh of Mary, of our humanity, that we would become one with you, that we might, by your grace, take on the profound and sublime, unbelievable, amazing reality of your divinity even in our own hearts. Lord Jesus, we do confess that nothing is impossible with you. And we pray that once again, this would be manifest in our lives and our faith and our belief and what we trust in in what we think in what we say and in what we do, that your kingdom would be manifest in us, that each of us would be a house of God filled with your presence and proclaiming truth, not just that has changed and touched our hearts, but has completely transformed our lives so that we would be a light to the generation. Lord, we are asking this in your holy and life-giving name in which we are gathered here now. And so we know you are with us, Emmanuel. Amen. Amen. I was, um, I was just blown away by what God said that he was going to do through Gabriel, his angelic messenger from on high. Uh, when I think about this next year and what we felt called, like we were really called to this heart-to-heart, intimate connection with the Holy One, with Jesus, the word to become flesh, the divine logos of God that spoke creation to, into being become flesh, that we are called to an intimate relationship with him. And it starts in Mary, which is just incredible the way that she's responding in her tenderness and her tender youth and her vulnerability of her youth. We often feel tender vulnerable, don't we? And she has every reason to feel that way. And uh, she says, yes, she entrusts herself She says yes to this amazing word. And so God does what he promises because she says, Let it be according unto me according to your word. Thank you, Lord, for that incredible act of faith. Um, A lot of times I I actually, um, especially during this season, uh, don't feel that kind of really strong faith stirring up within me. In fact, um, sometimes it's at these um, holiday moments where I feel especially irritated and irritable. Um, You know, all of the unresolved, unhealed parts of my soul that often have to do with close relationships that didn't go exactly the way I wanted them to, um, they kind of eclipse what I think God might want to do And I'm not finding myself in that spirit of let it be according to your will. I'm not finding it in that way of John of like leaning trustingly into Jesus' heart. It just feels kind of remote, actually. Uh, Let me just give you an example. Um, Yesterday, I was in a particularly irritable mood. You can ask my kids and wife. They're laughing about it now. Thank goodness. They have a good sense of humor. Um. But the, you know, Jeannie and the kids were making cookies, and Liv had come over. Or there's Liv, and they were making cookies, and um, I was feeling really grouchy. I, I was I was about ready to steal Christmas. <laughs> And uh, so, I, yeah, feeling very grouchy. In fact, my excuse was I'm having all sorts of allergies right now. I and my the way that it felt is like my brain is swollen, guys. I, it's like in my head and it's swollen. I'm inflamed and irritated. And by the way, give me a decongestant, you know. And um, hey, honey, would you join us in making cookies? Nope. <laughs> Would you please put the, the little cinnamon, red-hot cinnamon things on our wreaths that we're making, which is basically Rice, C- Rice Krispie Treats made out of, out of um, you know, uh, cornflakes with green um, food coloring. It's, it's really wonderful. I love it. But would you please put the red dot, um, red-hot things on these wreaths? Nope. <laughs> That's exactly how I said it. Nope. I'm trying to play it off like, you know, I'm just having fun here. But I was feeling so irritable. You know, and irritated. Like, I, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I want to get away. Uh. And um, that's my private reaction to, you know, whatever was going on in my, in my, you know, my emotional situation. It had a physical component to it, I think. Yeah, that was not entirely a lie. But I definitely didn't feel any Christmas cheer. <laughs> And I think this is the, this is the, the thing that is, is um, both the possibility of Christmas and the challenge, the contest, if you will, of this season right now, is that we do feel vulnerable, we do feel encroached upon, like I did. I felt a little bit encroached, like, don't ask me any questions right now. I'm too irritated, you know? And that oppression feeling. And um, I just want to be in my reactive state, because that makes me feel good. It's like, a, I want to vent a little bit, you know? And... And I think that's the contest. And I'm feeling, really, I am feeling vulnerable. I'm feeling tender. Um, but really what God wants, and we see this in the letter to John this morning, is he wants this, the reality of the kingdom to be manifest, not eclipsed. He wants the light to drive out the darkness, not be you know, enclosed in darkness. And so there's something that has to happen in us. You know, um, at this point in the life of the church when John's letter is being written, something has shifted. People started to think, we can sort of ascertain this by reading the entire letter, that people started to think that the coming of the kingdom was this ethereal reality. It was like a bunch of really cool ideas, maybe a philosophy of life, but it actually didn't change us here at ground level. And so they started even to make sense of how the disparity between how they were feeling perhaps and what God had sort of promised, at least they thought, they started to say, well, he didn't really come in the flesh. He didn't really, God didn't really become man and dwell among us. Um, the divine kingdom, the son of God, wasn't really a manifest of the flesh of Mary and become one of us and dwell among us. And he didn't probably exactly really rise from the dead. And so there's all these things that are ac- actually questions based upon feelings that have started to eclipse the manifestation God- of God in the flesh, in the ground-level reality of us. And that's what, that was the contest. And John, at this point, you know, he feels a, it seems that he actually feels like some of his gospel, if you look at the opening of his gospel, might have been... People were misinterpreting it as if it was sort of this mysterious, like I said, ideology that doesn't actually change things at ground level. And he wanted to say to them, no, we really did behold the divine word that spoke creation into being in the flesh. We saw him. We beheld him with our eyes. We touched him. We handled him. We were that close to him. We were that intimate with him. And it was a physical reality of a divine manifestation unbelievable and everything is different and in him there is no darkness are you in him will you be in him he is the anointed one who was promised to israel and mary believed and so he became flesh and dwelt among us of her faith because she said yes let it be according to my according to your will and so the kingdom was real and it had a tangible impact. It was a lived reality in Jesus. And John saw it firsthand. He was an eyewitness to it. And that's what he's proclaiming to us right now. That whatever thing is eclipsing your hope right now, whatever thing is actually eclipsing your feelings, your feelings perhaps, the feelings that are really hard, the yucky, ucky feelings that are making it really hard to believe. This is what John is saying. This is what the story of Mary is saying to us. Is it's, it, it's here to make a difference. It already has made a difference. In fact, God became flesh. He dwelt among us. He revealed the kingdom. He taught the way of truth. It sets us free. He overcame sin and death. And the cross, and then he rose again just to make sure we understood that this body, which is vulnerable, which is tender, which does feel threatened, which does feel irritable, is not the last word. In fact, it's manifesting right now that that is not the last word. That the light is supposed to increase in you, and that is supposed to drive over the darkness. The darkness is not meant to encompass the light. And that's what John wants us to know and realize in our lives. That his family above, this incredible communion, how John puts it, they're they're face to face. They're in this intimate, heartfelt, leaning into one another's hearts constantly. This is the communion that John wants to remind us of so we can share in it right now. So that joy can be ours. So that the truth that God is with us would really overcome. Don't be afraid. You don't need to be afraid. You don't need to be irritable. Don't be afraid because God is with you. This is joy. This is joy that God is with you. And it can, like a Pac-Man, gobble up all that other stuff. It's the light driving out the darkness. And that's what's offered to us, that's what he wants to renew in us, that's what he wants to stir up in us. This is the anointing that he wants to pour out upon us in his spirit. But how is this possible? I feel really irritable right now. I'm really afraid of how this family event is gonna go. I don't know how I'm gonna endure this particular season this year, I don't know. How is this possible? The Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you. He is going to make it possible. Well, What am I supposed to do? Let it be. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit, whatever he starts to stir up within you, the joy that he starts to stir up within you of his divine presence, it may start out as just a little bit of a whisper. It might start out like as something that's really hard to believe. How can this be? Mary says, I'm a virgin. This is not physically impossible. And I'm thinking, how could this be yesterday? My brain is swollen. <laughs> Neurologically, I cannot be joyful. <laughs> With God, all things are possible. I've already begun a new work in you. I will bring it to completion. I've actually conceived in you, Mary. It will go full term, and Jesus will be born because he will save his people, Israel, and all the other nations through him that were promised to Abraham of old. All things are possible with God. That means all power is available in him through his Holy Spirit. And this is the anointing that John wants us to be renewed in so that the light really can drive out the darkness, so that we're no longer in that place of irritability. And the way he talks, he uses really strong terms. He says, hate, hate. No, hate is going to be driven out by love. Irritability is going to be driven out by grace because the Lord is with you, and you're actually favored right now. How do I do this, though, Lord? Let it be. The Holy Spirit is coming. The Holy Spirit is here. He who has started this good work in you, he will bring it to full term, and you will come into the fullness that he has for you. You may have little contests that you fail the way that I was failing yesterday, but that's okay. Also, the Holy Spirit will forgive you because we have an advocate in heaven, and that grace will drive out that sin. And that grace will drive out that fear. That love will drive out that fear. And that love will overcome that irritability. As we say, yes, let it be unto me according to your will. So I was still feeling kind of irritated yesterday, and then my neighbor called me up and said, "Come on over here." Says Mike, the guy who owns all the Mike's restaurants around here. Come on over here. I want to hang out with you for a little while. It's been a long time since I was with Mike. I was wondering how he was doing. He's a good friend, and. Uh, I see him. He's there, dressed in this, this glorious, um, you know, bright blue Scandinavian velour sweatsuit. <laughs> yes, it was kind of like this color. <laughs> it's a very Marian color. It speaks of the divine. <laughs> and there's Mike in all of his glory. How are you doing, man? And while I'm there hanging out and he's always funny and full of stories and he says oh by the way I've got, I've got a little guitar for you I don't, I don't need it and it's this little gu- guitarly I don't even know what that is it's a six string, it looks like a ukulele but it's six string and so uh, Aiden by the way I've just disclosed that you have a present uh, from Mike so and, and, so he gives that to me I'm like oh sweet and then he says um, he said, and then he sees this TV box that's open in his, 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 his uh, garage and he's like Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got an extra TV. You want an extra TV? <laughs> I'm like, I don't really need one, but I know that Noah probably would. You know? And, um, and I'm like, nah, no, 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 no. That's ridiculous. Um, he says, no, no, seriously. I, I don't need it. We've got five, six, seven TVs. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, so he gives, he gives... He gives that to me. It's very big but very light. I can pick it up with these two fingers. I give that to Noah, and so Noah's thrilled because now his, his game's, oh, dear. <laughs> a really big, nice HD view. Um, and I'm, so that, I'm just like, as a surprise, I'm like, oh, that was unexpected. It was just fun with Mike, and he just blessed me with his generosity that kind of like a Pac-Man gobbled up some of my irritability. And then um, and then later in the evening, uh, you know, I'm still feeling kind of irritable. And, and like I alluded, my, my inclination when I'm irritable is to, like, hide myself away. That's my solution. It's the broken um, part of my introversion. It's the defensive part of my introversion. Like, I got to get away. And um, I'm still feeling that. And um, Aiden and Faith had texted me and said, hey, um, Faith family, is we're doing our Christmas with Faith family right now. If you guys want to come over, you can join us for dinner. We got more food than we realized, um, and we said, "Well, maybe we'll come over afterwards." So I felt this stirring in my spirit later in the evening to do that. And I was really still irritable and I didn't feel it, but just a teeny tiny little word of like, "No, go ahead, go over there," and um, so I, I let that word have its sway. I actually let it be a little bit. And then I felt the prompting, not just to go over there, but to actually walk there. I felt like the Lord was saying, no, walk there. You actually need this. You need the freshness of that very cold air. So I bundled up in my long johns and I had said five or six layers as I'm walking over there and my nose is dripping by the time I arrive. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> but I go in there and it's, you know, I'm thinking, oh, Lord, should I, can I, oh, how can I do this without... I don't feel feeling the, the spirit of the season, but I go in, and something starts to warm up in me. The way Aiden greeted me at the door, the way uh, Faith's dad, Dave, Dave, greeted me and gave me a big hug, and he's being enfolded in his arms as a big man is a really beautiful thing. And, um, and I sit down, and I talk to Faith's grandfather, Duke, and we, on, this whole conversation just is so much fun. When we talk about memories from days of old, we talk a lot about about concussions and how that explains so much in our children's lives. <laughs> or that or that um, you know that Aiden actually didn't just sniff glue, he ate it when he was a kid. <laughs> and but there's this all this fun. I mean, we're just enjoying one another and we're feeling the fellowship with the Lord in this place and it starts to overtake the darkness. And I go home, and I'm in a, I'm in a different place. So it's I'm like, yeah, let it be, Lord. So I want to pray for us in the midst of the season that we would let it be, that we would let that spirit of the Lord's presence well up within us. Whatever misgivings we have, whatever irritabilities we have, because it can change us. Even swollen neurology can be just put in a place of peace, because this is a kingdom of peace and joy that he's bringing. Please pray with me. Lord Jesus, we do pray that your kingdom would be manifest in our flesh, in our neurology, in our emotionality, and that your joy, your presence, your goodness, Lord, that this would, in fact, eclipse and take over the encroaching darkness. We know, Lord Jesus, that your kingdom has already won the victory And we just pray for more manifestations in and through us. We pray, Lord Jesus, um, that we would say yes to your spirit. We know that he's already here. He's been working in so many of us in so many different ways. And healing is actually in the offing in so many hearts here. And so I just pray, Lord Jesus, that we would have um, by your anointing your spirit and also the spirit of Mary. Because we want to say yes to you with whom all things are possible. We want your spirit to overshadow us, to well up within us, to fall down upon us with an anointing and a grace and a joy that none can take away. We pray this, Lord, for your glory. We pray this again for our witness of your glory and your grace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.